Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I hope wherever this finds you that you're safe and you're well and that you're coping okay with the current situation. We're delighted to still be making this show and uh, featuring amazing games and goals in the past as well as the fact that what's been incredible, Dyson, is the insane stories coming out of football haven't stopped during the during the lockdown. In fact, there's more of them. Yeah, they've all also like been mining deeper. The tabloid journalists to find stuff that we'd forgotten about, wasn't mentioned at the time. And good, good, good work by those guys. We've got some incredible stories for you this week, um, including how Maradona almost got sent off before kickoff, and how <laughs> yeah. we shouldn't be blaming ketchup for um, <laughs> some sporting failures of the past. We've also got an exclusive new documentary series. Uh, yeah. um, Rock and roll football yeah. till I die. Uh, I mean, how do you feel about the series, man? Well, I, I'm not sure. I, in a way, I regret letting the cameras in. It really is what you call warts and all. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, a realistic uh, picture of what it's like to work on this show. Yeah, and everyone's doing it. Sunderland are doing it. Spurs, Leeds, Man City. Yeah. We just thought, yeah. we can't hold off now. We're getting too many offers. And yeah. <laughs> if everyone else is doing it, why shouldn't we? You know, we talk about football. We're in that world. Yeah. Let the cameras in. Let them see what we do, you know? Yeah, build it and they shall come. (laughs) Enjoy the show. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football here with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Great to be back. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. We're back. There's still no sign of any football on the horizon, but we're still here every Saturday. Well, there are rumours that football might be back. Well, I know, but it's not looking good in Europe, is it? In Europe, things are looking pretty pretty bad. Uh, All the countries that are nulling and voiding their seasons. Surely we're going to have to follow suit, but maybe not. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe not. There there, there might be some options. We may explore that later in the show. Um, Now, usually at the start of the show on a Saturday, you give us a rundown of the hot Premier League action set to the Grandstand theme tune. There is no hot Premier League action. What are you previewing for us this week? Um, well, I'm sort of running out of subjects, so today I've gone for the telly. The telly? Yeah. As in what's on the telly or different tellys yeah. you're thinking of buying? Just the telly. Hit the grandstand music. Here we go. <laughs> yes, I've done uh, food, drink, and now the other lockdown obsession, TV and shows there on. Here's a rundown of what I've been watching this week alongside every possible retro football offering going. Lockdown TV has adapted since we started on this long stay indoors. Tiger King on Netflix is like a distant memory now. (laughs) Your Baskins, your Bagavan Doc Antles, your Exotics. Oh, that lovable old redneck with a mullet still on every other meme and seen as one of the heroes of COVID-19. A wacky, fun mascot for our times, even though the gun-toting wildcat trafficker is in prison after being found guilty of a very serious crime. Uh, Jamie Oliver has been sating his constant desire to rip herbs and clank through pimped up for catcher by getting his wife to film him on her mobile phone. Steph McGovern started her show from home but has now had enough of all the cameras and lights in her kitchen so ended it almost as short a run as when Brian Clough took over at Leeds. Pre-made dramas and box sets seem to be the safest bet. Sky Atlantic's really been delivering for me recently a solid performance most nights of the week. Lenny James is back with his manky old yellow puffer jacket and ridiculous <laughs> you what you what you what ringtone in save me too also gangs of london my latest addiction the roy Keane of tv shows extreme rage and violence galore 
uh, starring Joe Cole, the Peaky Blinders guy, not the polo neck jumper wearing Cockney dandy of punditry and former <laughs> England winger. Uh, created by Welsh director Gareth Evans, uh, the fight sequences are what Harry Redknapp would call terrific. He, of course, is <laughs> best known. He's best known for his Indonesian action crime capers like The Raid, uh, bringing the martial arts of Pankat Silat to world cinema. Yeah, yeah, Gary Evans, that is, uh, not Harry Redner. People keep recommending normal people to me. Fordy, I believe you've been following this on your exercise bike every night. Yeah, it's, um, it's filth. <laughs> it's a oh, skin wow. flick. Is it really? Just, oh, my word. You won't wow. know where to look. Make sure the wow. kids are out of the room. Okay, well, get that up on iPad. You will later. not believe how much <laughs> that is in it. And this is on the BBC. There's barely, there's barely any dialogue. <laughs> it's on the iPlayer. Oh, it's, it, it make your mother blush, Matt. <laughs> so there you go. Some ones to watch in the coming week of lockdown, if you're not already. But lest we forget, video has not yet killed the radio star. And we are here until five. So let's all just rock and roll football and chill. Yes! <laughs> Trying to make that a new thing. Absolute radio and chill. What are you doing tonight? Just absolute radio and chill. <laughs> You're a genius, mate. Get in the marketing department up. now. <laughs> Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. You mentioned normal people in your preview there, Matt. Yeah. Have you watched any of it yet? <laughs> no, I've still not seen any of it. We're saving oh, it up man. at the moment. Because <laughs> the, I, I saw the book Irish around drama, a is it? An yeah, Irish... I saw yeah, the book oh, around it. a lot. Yeah by Sally Rooney. I didn't read the book, but then obviously when it comes on, you think, well, this is going to be quite sophisticated. And it kind of is. But it's too... It's basically a monosyllabic Irish guy. Every episode getting jiggy with a girl and they kind of... I don't know. I don't want to ruin it for people, but wow. he, he, if you've seen it, you'll know. He doesn't really say a great deal. Oh. He's got, oh, you look well. <laughs> Come on, then. Oh, Let's well. get it on. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, I'm not doing justice to it because I don't want to ruin it for people, but... I think you'd be wow. surprised at how much action is in it. <laughs> wow. And is it is it with multiple partners or the same person? So I don't um, get... Again, no spoilers, but yeah, it's, it's not just. It's a kind oh. of. It's, I suppose it's about two people that are kind of in a relationship, and then they go out with other people over time. You right. know, kind of, it's kind of slowly, slow moving. But it's just every episode. You yeah. can't. But and there's no warning at the start. <laughs> what if you're watching it with your mum? Yeah, <laughs> dear, that'll be all. Or anyone. Why are you watching yeah. it with another human being present? If you're not, if you're living at home with your parents, and a lot of people still are these days, you know, later and later in life, you gotta, you gotta be warned about these things. Yeah, I, I mean, the problem is, it then becomes a joke because every episode you're like, right, when's it happening? And it's yeah. not just like a quick bit. It is, you know, it's a oh, good so it few goes minutes. on for a long time, does it? Oh, <laughs> mate, oh, they really. <laughs> They really enjoy themselves. <laughs> and he's just, a, he sounds like he's quite mono, if he's monosyllabic and there's not much about him, is it not just his raw animal attraction that makes him do so well? Or what is it? Well, What's the I don't, again, I don't want to ruin anything. <laughs> it's, about the, it's about both of them. It's just that she speaks more than him. Okay. But, and they're doing it a lot. I hope, um, I hope they're making, how do I put this? I hope they're making use of Fastino Aspria's second career. <laughs> I hope so. And regular listeners will know what you mean. Yeah, he's probably <laughs> he's probably droned some in there to the set. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be an amazing final episode. Oh look, we've had a box here from Fastino Spring. He <laughs> uh, says to be to be sure when you're doing it. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson.
Now, there might be some hope that football comes back. Obviously, we're all hoping that in some way football can come back when it's safe. Let's talk about games being played behind closed doors. Maybe the playoffs might be played somewhere, neutral venues, who knows? But obviously, if football does come back in the next few months, and there's reports in some of the tabloids that maybe mid-June the Premier League are looking to bring it back, they'll have to make some changes because fans won't be allowed in stadiums at that point. No. And according to the Sun Dyson, yeah. um, th- there are genuine going to be rule changes as a result of this. Oh, yes. Yeah, I saw this story. You cut the spitting. Are you halfway no through more... eating? No, I'm not. No, not at all. It's not like you had a mouthful of bread, then. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> no, not at all. Interrupted no. you eating soup. No, I've, I had my breakfast about half an hour ago. Um, what did you have? I got up really late today for some reason. I got my lunchtime somehow. But I had uh, Frosties and uh, and Sugar Puffs. Sugar Puffs uh, have changed the their name. Bowl? Yeah, yeah, they've changed their name, right? They're now called... Um, they used to be called Monster Month. Now Munch. Now they're just called Wheat Puffs, I think. Hang on, uh, hang on. And- this, is, this is not... This is home brand stuff. No, no, no! This is the real, the real original sugar well, pops because they had to drop. Anymore. They had to drop sugar pot, sugar from the name because sugar's bad, isn't it? Seen as very bad. Oh. Cereals don't want to be associated with sugar, so they're just called. Yeah, I think they're just called wheat puffs. Um, and it's so I mixed them. Same. With is it some, the wheat puff monster? No, it's not. No, so I mixed them with some uh, frosties. But anyway, you were saying. <laughs> oh my God, you got the you got the you got the eating habits of a seven year old. <laughs> this was a one off. This was a one off. Okay. I don't was, and was that this. was that after you had the rusks? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I'd had my milk. So now <laughs> you warm milk. I'm already. I'll have a nap after this. So the rule changes. Have you seen anything about this? Well, yeah. There's gonna, they can have to stop spitting, which is amazing, isn't it? And I've always yeah. been disgusted by the amount of spitting going on <laughs> during games. So I think yeah, it's just a great studio. If you can't if you can't spit, yeah, exactly. Jamie Carragher is going to be banned from all grounds, that's for sure, isn't it? <laughs> His love of, love of a good flob. But, yeah, I think you should be banned. For, I think we can now introduce that going forward. Stop spitting on the pitch, you animals. I think that's the way forward. And there's My going to mum be a, would have made it a straight red years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if mums were in charge of football, this wouldn't be an issue anymore. And and you can't man mark at corners, so it's going to be zonal. Everyone's Ooh. going to have to adopt zonal, aren't they? That's the only way forward. And I'm getting a bit sick of people being manhandled in the box at corner. So this is another great way of eliminating that. And then what, ball boys are going to have to wipe down the balls yeah. uh, in that hand sanitizer. You know, they used to have towels to dry the balls so Stoke could do a long throw in. Yes. They're going to be dousing them in alcohol gel now. So it's going to be even harder to throw, surely. It'd be really slippy. They're also talking about um, sex bands. Yeah. The footballers yes. can't yeah. perhaps, um, you know... Have sex um, before no. games, just in case, you know, their partner's got it or whatever. But how yes. do you enforce that? How do you know if someone's had it or not? I don't know. Yeah, some managers used to enforce that, didn't they, back in the day? They used to always say that on the night well, before it, a match. I've heard it for do boxers, it. but, like, yeah. how, do you, how do you enforce I don't understand I how don't you know, know how if you someone's enforce. done it or not. It's just know. word against word, isn't it? Or you, yeah. Guero, you seem pretty happy this morning. <laughs> Five grand fine. I know that smile, mate. <laughs> you got that grin on your look in your eye, that grin on your face. It's a giveaway. I mean, if the Premier League had their way, normal people wouldn't be allowed on the telly. <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Each week now, we feature some great games from football history. And we've been doing them around different themes. FA Cup Finals, League Cup Finals, Great European Nights. And this week, we're doing probably the most dramatic you could do, Great Escapes, when teams manage to stay up on the last game of the season. I mean, there's so many to choose from, Matt. Oh, yeah. 
it's always uh, we love a good dramatic ending to a season and uh, some great escapes have been suggested Kieran Chambers suggested Oldham in 1993 they played Southampton on the last game of the season so that could be a good one yes we went down that year so the, the we, we've narrowed it down to oh, four yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got Southampton Oldham in 1993 um Everton against Wimbledon in 1994, Leicester versus West Brom in 2014, and Dealer's Choice, Forest against Ipswich in 2017. (laughs) I think I'm right in saying the Forest game is the only one where we were in danger of getting relegated to the third division. Yeah. Yeah, to League One, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, everyone else is trying to stay in the top flight in these games, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was Fawaz's attempt to get us relegated. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a dark time for everyone connected with Forrest. I wonder what will happen in this one. Who knows what happens, but stay tuned for a Great Escape special. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Been so many wonderful stories about football and footballers doing good, donating things, donating money to help people during the crisis. Marouane Fellaini has gone one step more and lent his former club standard liege two point six million pounds. <laughs> that is ridiculous, isn't it? It's an incredible <laughs> amount of money. It's a lot of money. I didn't he make a big money move to like the uh, Chinese Super League a couple of, a year a season or so ago. It just shows how much they are paying over there. I mean, he's he's absolutely loaded. If you can afford to lend someone two point six million pounds, that is ridiculous. The thing is, it's awkward. We've all lent mates money. It's awkward enough asking for twenty quid back. Imagine asking <laughs> for two point six million back. Yeah, give me when you can. Yeah, yeah. That's no, yeah, fine, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No you take your time. You know, I won't, I'm yeah. not missing it right now, but, you know, when you can. Don't give it <laughs> me in coins, mate. Yeah. It's a nightmare. <laughs> when you're back on your feet, we'll sort it out, don't we? There's no interest. There's no interest. Don't worry about that. It's fine. And then, and then time he's going to go. By. He'll turn up at a game, <laughs> standardly aged. So, yeah. Uh, so, about that uh, 2.6 million. <laughs> Yeah, see you Saturday for Johnny Stag, mate. Look, if you could bring that 2.6 million, that'd be really handy. Yeah, just just give me a bit of spending money for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thing is, as well, he's going to be watching them like a hawk, isn't he? Oh, oh new jacket. Yeah. I thought you were skinned. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, can I lend you another two mil to the end of the month? What did you do with the last? Matt, Matt, and you. Rock and roll football. It's double air horn action. Because there are goals in 1994 and 2014. Let's go to Everton versus Wimbledon in 94. Matt Dyson. Yes, a huge game this. Everton starting the final day inside the relegation zone. Just a point behind Ipswich, Sheffield United and Southampton. Mike Walker took over in January. And he's got a desperate fight to keep them in this division. And four minutes in, it's frankly not looking good. Dean Holdsworth has scored for Wimbledon. The crazy gang pin-up. One of the real hot lads of the night. <laughs> Dean Holdsworth with his great looking hair. He scored a penalty early doors. A crazy moment of madness from Anders Limpar, handballing it for no apparent reason for Everton. And the worst possible start, they're losing 1 0. Dean Holdsworth, a top man model back in the day, oh, along with Travis Sinclair. Yeah. Good looking men. And there's a goal in 2014. Leicester against West Brom. Darren Fletcher has scored for West Bromwich Albion. It's Leicester nil. West Brom won in this great escape special. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. 
It's more double air horn action in this Great Escape special. There's a goal in 1994, Matt Dyson. Disaster now for Everton, who need to win today to stay in the Premier League. They've got that massive run of years in the top flight, but it could be coming to an end because Gary Ablett has scored an own goal and they're losing 2-0 at home to Wimbledon. 20 minutes in, it's not looking good. Oh, dear, dear, dear. In 2014, it's level. David Nugent has scored for Leicester City. It's Leicester 1, West Brom 1 in 2014. There is, I think, Dyson, it is more exciting, or it's as exciting for a team to stay up as it is for a team to get promoted. Oh, yeah. I'd say, I'd say possibly more. Because, you know, if you've ran away with the title and, you know, you've been top for ages, the sort of excitement wears off a bit, but the last day drama keeps you going right to the end of the season. There are always excuses in football, whether it's in relegation seasons or cup finals. Jamie Carragher gave an interview this week about 2010, the so-called golden generation of England that obviously was was an abject, embarrassing, emotional failure. And I've heard a lot of theories about why England didn't do well in that period. But yeah. the headline I saw, I couldn't believe it. It said, <laughs> don't blame ketchup for 2010 failure, says Carragher. And apparently one of the excuses doing the rounds was that Fabio Capello hadn't let them have ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what put them in a foul mood and then made them play badly. I vaguely remember the ketchup ban, yeah. No. Because he, he had lots of strange, strange rules they had to stick by. And I suppose, you know, professional athletes shouldn't be having a, a high sugar, high salt condiment with every meal. So it sort of made sense to me. But... I- I mean, I have to say, I think I speak for the majority of people. I wasn't aware of this story. So when I saw Don't Blame Ketchup, I was like, no one was blaming ketchup. No one was <laughs> hanging effigies of ketchup in town squares across England. People, no. people writing hate, hate letters to ketchup. <laughs> ketchup having to stay in its house. Yeah, a mass boycott of ketchup because we lost in South Africa because of ketchup. People spelling ketchup with one of the letters asterisk like it's a swear word. <laughs> People boycotting it. People having brown sauce on their chips in England from now on. Oh yeah. Oh, there was a massive turn turn against ketchup back in back in those days. And who'd have thought it? Ketchup can ruin a major tournament for an England football side. And thank God Carragher's set the record straight at last. Also, what sort of food were you having that you'd need ketchup? Surely that's the problem. Because mm, if you're that's... having proper footballers' meals, you wouldn't need ketchup around. That's Yeah, that's what I mean. They should be on salads, maybe some pasta, healthy stuff, not like bacon sandwiches and chips. I say, well, you know I what, I say who's ketchup. having ketchup on a salad. There will be people listening to this going, I have ketchup on a salad. Tweet us, at R&R Football, <laughs> if you have yes. ketchup on your salad. But as an excuse, it's like saying, what happens next year? Why do we lose on penalties? Didn't eat our crusts. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's another double air horn. Oh, I love a double air horn. <laughs> you know what? If you know, you'd never heard this show before and you tuned in for the first time today, you're like, what are these two on about? <laughs> what is a double air horn? What planet double am I horn. on? When, when there's a goal, there's an air horn. It's obvious. That's what life, that's, that's how life is. And we're commentating on games, some of which are nearly 30 years old. What is there to not understand? Firstly, there's a goal in 1994, Matt Dyson. Yes, Everton have got one back. Uh, It is Graham Stewart. 
Uh, this was a, a penalty uh, because uh, Anders Limpar involved again with no. a ridiculous dive this time at the other end. <laughs> uh, a dive clearly wasn't a penalty. The ref's given it and Everton have scored it. It's now Everton 1, Wimbledon 2. <laughs> The ref's given it. They've scored it. <laughs> there was uh, shades of cluffy. They've given it. And we've scored it. <laughs> Leicester on the verge of getting relegated in 2014. And now they've got a mountain to climb. They're 2-1 down at home. Craig Gardner has scored for West Bromwich Albion. Leicester staring relegation in the face. I often think with that when they say staring relegation in the face. What relegation looks like. Oh. What is the face of relegation? Is, and is, is relegation yeah. just staring at them back or is relegation kind I of... Am, kind of, I'm really sorry yeah, about this. I imagine it's really Ooh. just staring them out. It's the demonic face of a, some sort of devil. Ooh. Just really staring you out. That's what it looks like. It's a horrible thing. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's more double air horn action. <laughs> This time, both goals in this Southampton Olden game in 1993. Watching that game for Absolute Radio is Matt Dyson. Yes, thank you very much. Early delight here for Joe Royal at Boundary Park. Joe Royal keeps cropping up a lot in these games, these retro games. He seems to be everywhere. Whenever I watch an old game on TV, there's Joe Royal, and he's managing Oldham today. People do look to the Royals during lockdown. They do, for guidance, yeah. So it's good that he's there. Uh, Oldham, sponsored by JD Sports, Southampton, yes. their classic, the classic Draper tools. They still have the oh. Draper tools on their lovely stuff. Uh, but it is Oldham who have scored first. Neil Poynton with a full actual mullet, even though it's 1993. <laughs> uh, he scored direct from a corner, an amazing goal. And Oldham went 1-0 up, but just five minutes later... Up pops, friend of the show. He was on the Rock and Roll Football a couple of weeks ago. Matt Letissier uh, with a lovely volley, one of his trademark volleys. It's now one all, Southampton against Oldham. Oldham need to win to stay up. So then we're following four games here. Leicester trying to stay up against West Brom in 2014. Southampton against Oldham, where Oldham are trying to beat the drop in 1993. Everton Wimbledon, where Everton are trying to stay up in 1994. And Forest against Ipswich, which is still goalless, where Forest are trying to avoid another relegation to the third division. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Got a very special treat for you now because it's time to cross over live to Jim White in the My Sports News Centre. Thanks very much, Matt. Jim White here at My Sports News. Don't forget, you can tweet your personal sports news to us from the week to at RNRFootball or email it football at absoluteradio.co.uk. And breaking news this morning, Simon Gregory ran his first 5K for Heroes this week and managed to complete the challenge in under 25 minutes. Great work, Simon. Wow. Over to you, Natalie. Very impressive. Ewan McCollum got in touch to tell us not only did he get out of his bed this morning, but he also did six sit-ups. Count them, six sit-ups. Picks or it didn't happen, Ewan. I don't believe it at all, but we've got news breaking now of another running triumph. Colin Ralph started his 2020-21 pre-season following seven months out after his Achilles tendon completely snapped last September. First week of running, and he did 3.6 miles in 23 minutes. Colin says he's well chuffed 
as well he should be. Uh, we're just hearing that Ian Austin has bought an exercise bike. He has plugged it in at this stage. That's all we're getting from Ian. You're nearly there. More on this story as it happens. Thanks very much, Catherine. Sad news from Bob Mallet. Bob picked up a running injury without going running. We've all been there, Bob. But how do you do that? How do you do that, <laughs> Sophie? I do not know. Uh, and finally, uh, Sob is amazing has tweeted the My Sports Desk uh, to uh, to show us a video of himself doing forty keepy uppies, followed by and I quote, "messing my pants after hitting a volley." It's quite the achievement. I don't really understand what that means. Uh, a lot of young language in there, but it sounds like <laughs> Sob is amazing has soiled themselves. Keep your personal news coming in to at Aaron Football. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football and Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. And each week we catch up with either a current or a former footballer to see how they're dealing with life in lockdown. I'm delighted to be joined by one of the stars of that Celtic 98 league, uh, league winning season, Simon Donnelly. Simon, welcome to the show. Okay. So, Simon, you've got a sports bar with Jackie McNamara. Is that where you are at the moment? No, I'm in Glasgow, unfortunately. That's that's in Spain uh, and oh. currently under lockdown. So uh, hopefully we'll get back over there shortly. But I'm in Glasgow at the moment. And how's the weather up there? Great this morning, actually. It's very much like Spain, uh, <laughs> which is un- unusual for Glasgow. But uh, I think the weather's to be good this week. So it always helps in lockdown. You can get in the garden and at least get out a wee bit. And, and, and so the sports bar, how long have you had that for? Just uh, last September we opened up. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I've got a, an events business and I went out there at the start of 2019 to try and drum up some interest, try and take some ex-players over to do some events there. And I met a guy who had a bar and he came up with this idea of four of us going in uh, and we opened up uh, Don McNamara's, it's called. So it was September. Uh, started really well, but obviously then this happened. So things have been put on hold. You know what? I looked at the website. It's the sort of bar I just want to spend my whole life in. <laughs> I just well, it's just the idea of the concept. A sports bar. We've had we've had a few ex pros over uh, guys that we played with. Uh, we had Keith Gillespie over as well. We're trying to take Amazing. it away from. It always comes back to Celtic, but we're trying to do like different different players. Uh, so we've had a few Q and As, uh, and as I say, it was going really well, but. Then this virus comes along and just puts a hold to everything. So who do you still keep in touch with? You played in that amazing Celtic side that won the Premier League and the League Cup in 97-98. You won the Scottish Cup in 1995. Do you still all keep in touch? I just, again, through, through this events uh, business that I'm involved in, you know, a lot of the old boys keep in contact, trying to get them over to do little gigs for us. But uh, the 98 team are really tight. Uh, my, my pals, obviously, Jackie McNamara. Uh, but a lot of the boys try and keep in touch. It's difficult in football. You know, I, I always describe it as ships passing the night because you can be in a changing room one minute and away to another club the next, you know. So it's yeah. it's it's difficult at times. But that, that dressing, because of everything we achieved and went through together, we're all quite close. Obviously, a lot of the music we play on this show is right up your street. Lots of 90s indie stuff. What did you make of the new yeah. Oasis song that came out this week? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I think uh, I've seen... Liam Gallagher having a wee pop at his brother on Twitter, which is not unusual. Uh, I, I quite liked it, yeah. Uh, a lot of good... 
I think that's one of the good things in lockdown. I think a lot of the the young artists are getting platforms, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram, to go and play music. You know, they can just pick up a guitar in their in their house and, and show everybody their talent. So I think that's I think that's one plus from from lockdown. And what? How are you keeping yourself busy then? Do you still train and stuff? Have you got a garden that you can do like shuttle runs in and press ups and stuff? Well, I've got th- I've got three young boys, so I have to keep keep them active. Uh, we've been out. We've got. I'm lucky enough. I live in a wee bit where there's a bit of countryside. We've got a, a six or seven k track that we do. Uh, although I've not done enough, I should have done a lot more. If I'm being honest with myself. But, yeah, we, <laughs> don't beat yourself up, mate. No, I know. Uh, but yeah. We just try and get out as much as possible. I miss I, I, I play I play six sides normally twice a week with some ex players. There's a group of us that do it uh, twice a week, and I'm I'm missing that because it's it's good to meet up with them and get a kick about for an hour. Uh, and I, I do the gym as well, so I'm, I'm missing those kind of things. But just like everybody else, we just need to try and make do with what we've got just now. Oh man! Well, hopefully, hopefully this period doesn't go on too long. And I mean, it would be great. Maybe we could come out to your sports star, sports bar and do like a live show from there. One hundred percent, more than welcome. That'd be a great idea. Great idea. What do you reckon? What do you reckon, Dyson? You I'm reckon well management will sign it off? I'm well up for a trip to Fuengirola. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure the bosses will be so keen, but <laughs> it's worth it's worth asking. <laughs> That'd be a great idea. It'd be great to have you out there. <laughs> oh, Simon, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, mate. That that side was was iconic in the nineties that you were a part of. Um, enjoy the rest of your lockdown. Okay, take care, both of you. Cheers. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's a double air horn situation in 93 and 2017. Watching Southampton versus Oldham Athletic for Rock and Roll Football. It's Matt Dyson. And it's looking good for Latics. They've scored a third. Andy Ritchie with a header. They're now 3-1 up against Southampton and on the verge of survival in the top flight. Looks like they might just do it. Nottingham Forest battling for their position in the second division in the championship. They're on the verge of being relegated to League One, but Chris Cohen, the captain, has scored. Oh. It's Forest 2, Ipswich nil. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. It's all going off in 1993. Two goals in Southampton versus Oldham Athletic. Matt Dyson. It looks like Oldham are home and host. 4-1 up through a goal from Gunnar Haller, the Norwegian, who's had an excellent game for Oldham Athletic today. Although, just uh, three minutes later, Southampton have come back into it. They've got a goal back through Matt Letizia again. That's two for the on the afternoon for him. Uh, they're now winning 4-2 Oldham, but it's getting slightly nervy now. Real drama in those final games of the season. Uh, we should f- uh, continue to follow them on this Great Escape Rock and Roll Football special. Now, we have an exclusive announcement for you. You may have seen that there's a new fad for football documentaries, whether it's Sunderland Till I Die, All or Nothing with Leeds and Man City. Yeah. A lot Spurs of Spurs on clubs. Amazon. Spurs on Amazon. It's all happening. Here at Rock and Roll Football as a football institution, we are not immune to that. And we can announce today exclusively that Rock and Roll Football Till I Die, a new radio documentary series, starts right here, right now. We let the cameras in to film everything. On the river where you used to build the boats With big money to be made in football, hit radio show Rock and Roll Football has caught the eye of venture capitalist Simon Platinum, who wants to buy it in an audacious takeover bid. He arranged a meeting with one of the show's hosts, 
Matt Dyson. I'll be there. Hi Dyson, I'm Salmon Platinum. I'm a pretty big deal. I don't know how much you know about me, but let me tell you this. I work out and I wear tight jumpers to prove it. I'm Ilkeston's third biggest wholesaler of fidget spinners. And I've got a wife. So I'm successful as a businessman and as a man. As a man. My hair is thick and luscious, but more importantly... So, Dyson, are you listening to a word I'm saying? Yeah, I can listen and eat jelly deals and gravy at the same time. I do it all the time. Right, yeah. I'm going to cut to the race here. I love what you guys do. I want to buy you out and take you to the Premier League. Have I missed something? What? Apart from your mouth? Damn it, I've spilt eels and gravy all over my favourite Y-fronts. Anyway, that's not the point. I just don't understand what you're talking about. How are you planning to buy us out? With a large amount of cash, some of which I earned, most of which I inherited from Daddy. I feel like I'm going a bit mad here, and not just because I've had these Y-fronts on for days. We're a radio show, mate. You can't buy a radio show out. What are you talking about? Right, let me spell it out. In football year, you buy football clubs, you get promoted, and everyone makes at least a billion pounds, apart from the non-playing staff. But we're not a football club. What do you mean? We're a radio show. About football. Ugh, for f- Next week on Rock and Roll Football Till I Die, will Simon Platinum persevere? And will Matt Dyson finally clean his underwear? You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Is the great escape on more goals flying in? Double air horn! In 94 and 2017, in 1994, it's Everton against Wimbledon. Everton fighting for their Premier League life. What's happening, Matt? They were 2-1 down against Wimbledon. It's now 2-all. The unlikely source of a goal, Barry Horn, with a long shot, an amazing strike from outside of the box. Uh, one of the best goals he'll ever score, and one of the most important as well. It's 2-all now in the 67th minute. Everton need to win to stay up. Another goal at the City Ground. Nottingham Forest against Ipswich Town. And it's a third for Forest. Brit Asombalonga makes it oh. Forest 3, Ipswich 0. As it stands, Forest get to stay in the Championship. I can't yes. believe the drama of not being relegated to the third division. Despite having a maniac for an owner at this time, they're going to survive. This oh, oh God, I miss Brit Asombalonga. He was a goal machine, wasn't he, for Forest? He's not he really hit when those he heights fit, yeah. since he left. Yeah, when he was fit, yeah. It'd be nice to have him. I'd have him back in a snap. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. More double air horn action here on rock and roll football in 1994. Matt Dyson. And would you believe it, Graham Stewart has scored for Everton. Wow. Uh, they're now winning 3-2 in the 81st minute. As the goal went in, Martin Tyler screamed, Everton can see salvation. And it looks like the greatest escape might just be coming off here at Goodison this afternoon. Leicester City, who need to stay up, have scored again. It's now Leicester 2, West Brom 2. Robert Huth for Leicester in 2014. Can he keep them in the league? Because you never know, if you stay in the league, who knows what might happen next season for Leicester City? Yeah, exactly. This could be really, they could really spark something, couldn't it? I think maybe they should get rid of uh, Nigel Pearson, the ostrich man. But maybe if they, next season, they could really build on this, couldn't they, do you think? Yeah, but if you get rid of Pearson, who do you bring in? Well, I don't know. I'm thinking some Italian, perhaps, maybe. What, like Ranieri? 
<laughs> That'd be madness. We yeah, would go for it. What a load of old rubbish. Um, now, we, we, we may be able to predict the future, uh, but the revelations about what football has got up to in the past have been incredible. Now, Maradona, we know, uh, is not the most um, <laughs> reserved character, but the referee in the 1990 World Cup final between Argentina and West Germany said in an interview this week, he almost sent Maradona off before the game because he was swearing <laughs> profusely during the national anthem. It's amazing. What a revelation that is. He's got, what is it? Why would you swear during a national anthem? I don't understand it. Has he got like a, an X-rated version that he sings? Well, that's it. I'm not sure if he's singing along to the tune. Like He'd be like us going flip, 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 flip. I don't know if he's swearing in in, in time to the German or, or Argentinian national anthem or just screaming yeah. his head off. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Imagine if they're lined up, they're lined up for the national anthem so the ref just comes along and shows him the red card. That would have looked amazing. That, I mean, it would have been a great pub quiz question. He oh, said, yeah. the referee was interviewed, he said... Um, when I decided to send off Monson, Maradona approached me and claimed I was a thief and on the FIFA payroll. <laughs> There's something well, really old school about it. You, sir, are a thief, a vagabond, a ruffian and a braggart. And what's more, you snolly goster, your mother herds goats. <laughs> typical Maradona. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Well, wouldn't you believe it? On a Great Escape special, there was always going to be late drama. Another goal in 1993, Matt Dyson. This one was unexpected, though. 84th minute, Matt Letitia completes his hat-trick for Southampton. Ian Dowie involved in the build-up for this one. I've missed his lovely face. Uh, and it's now th- Southampton 3, Oldham 4. They've got to hold on, Oldham Athletic under Joe Royal, to stay in the top flight. Leicester against West Brom in 2014. In the 91st minute, Jamie Vardy has scored for Leicester oh. to make it 3-2 to them. They were 2-0 down. This is absolutely incredible. Vardy. And the result of all that, of course, was that Forrest stayed in the championship. Everton stayed up. Uh, Oldham managed to stay up and Leicester managed yeah. to stay up. And Leicester then, of course, went on to win the Premier League. What drama, yeah. Matt Dyson. And then Jamie Vardy went on to be self-sufficient in terms of vegetables in his little patch in the back garden. That's <laughs> <laughs> what As we heard oh, about last week. It's been, it's been uh, such a treat uh, doing this show, um, not just today, but throughout this whole lockdown. We'll be back next week with more stories. Tweet us at R&R Football, your personal sports news, what goals you'd like us to feature and what games you'd like us to feature next Saturday. Thank you to Simon Donnelly for coming on. And of course, next week, we'll have more from that exclusive documentary series, Rock and Roll Football Till I Die. <laughs> Oh, yeah. See you next week, Dyson. Stay safe. There you go. I tell you what, the amount of people now that want to go to that sports bar out in uh, out in the Costa. <laughs> it looks great. Oh, it? I've just I been on the, the website. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it looks lovely. It? Don McNamara's in Fuengirola. That sounds like a great location for some summer beers. It looks amazing, like signed shirts on the wall. They do the best burgers in the Costa del Sol, apparently. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to go there now and just watch old football matches surrounded by signed shirts. Someday, when it all returns to normal, we shall go there. Oh, I imagine. That's the dream. Um, of course, now, look, you've heard, some, you've heard um, rock and roll football till I die. 
we just hope it doesn't change your opinion of us. You know, we and uh, Simon, who, who launched that takeover, we just we just hope that by showing you how the show works and behind the scenes that you kind of respect us a bit more. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we don't know what's going to be in future episodes. They're kind of in charge. <laughs> I dread to think. I sort of got to a point where I forgot the cameras were rolling. So, yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen in next week's episode. But um, stay safe. Wash your hands. Observe all the social distancing measures. Yeah. And we'll be back with a big fat slice of retro football documentaries and interviews with footballers next week. Take care. Cheerio. Rock and roll football. Podcast done.